Hi, I'm Darren Peppard. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. Hey everybody, welcome into episode 110 of the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. My guest on the show today is Steve Bowler, also known as Stantall Steve. Now, if you don't know Steve, let me tell you this. Steve is an absolute rock star educational thought leader. He's a former superintendent, principal, he's an author, and he focuses on school culture and motivation. Steve is all about leadership development, idea development, and ensuring that we're building positive culture and climate in all of our schools. He's known for quick wit, creative thought, and a very humorous personality. Uh, Steve has been identified as one of the top 30 global gurus in education. He is the author of the leadership book, Stand Tall Leadership, the school culture book, Ideas, 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 and is a contributing author in the book Because of a Teacher, and School Climate 2.0, Preventing Cyberbullying One Classroom at a Time. He also has a brand new book out that we're going to talk about during today's episode. And Steve is the founder of a program called Within Our Ranks, which is all about giving educators who want to speak professionally the opportunity to learn, to grow, to be mentored, and to be part of a group that can all learn and grow together. Now, why do I know this? Well, because I was a charter member of Within Our Ranks. Way back in 2018, when Steve first started this, he reached out to me. You see, we actually have known each other since 2007 through Justin's Renaissance. And Steve said, Darren, I think you're somebody who has an interest in getting into that professional development and speaker space, maybe as a side hustle. Of course, I said yes, and the rest is as they say, history. Steve and I are going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about why professional development needs to be better, why professional development doesn't have to suck. We're going to talk about a lot of things, leadership. And honestly, folks, we're going to hit that moment in time, right, where we're kind of there right now, in between Thanksgiving break and your winter break, where it can easily be, let's just put a countdown on the board and start marking the days off. Steve and I both want to push you to think differently about that. We want to challenge you to think about the countdown in a whole new mindset. Man, you're going to hear that and just so much more in this incredible episode. I'm so stoked for you to hear my conversation with my buddy Steve Bowler. Folks, it's happening right on the other side of this. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. So I was asked the other day, how did you get started in the speaking space? What was it that gave you that encouragement or that start? And honestly, it's a question that I hear quite frequently. And my answer almost always includes talking about our guest on the show today. In very late 2017, early 2018, actually I think it was late 2018, early 2019, my buddy and guest on the show, Steve Bowler, reached out and said, hey, we're starting something new. 
We're going to call it within our ranks. It's for educators who want to speak professionally. Would you have interest? Of course, my response was yes. I don't even think he finished the question before I said yes. <laughs> and over the course of the last four or five years, uh, not only have, have Steve and I in, con uh, continued to grow our relationship, but certainly his mentorship and support has meant a lot in getting me moving forward in where I am in my career. So with all of that, that long-winded beginning, I will say mm -hmm. Steve Bowler, a.k.a. Stan Tall Steve, welcome into Leaning Into Leadership. Hey, man. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I went down a little memory road there with you there. <laughs> yeah, back 2018 and... You were one of the first few people that, you know, I went to and says, hey, would you be interested in this in any way? And I didn't even finish talking. And you're right. You're like, yes, yeah. this is what I've been waiting for. So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting when you reached out, that had kind of started to make, it, make its way into my head. You know, it wasn't too long mm -hmm. after I had finished my doctorate. Um, I had just right. started writing the original draft of, uh, of Road to Awesome. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I got that bug a little bit, you know, speaking at, mm -hmm. you know, a few conferences, you know, both uh, Jocelyn's Renaissance, which you and I obviously yep, that's where our roots yep. go back to, uh, but then also some other things, too. And, you know, when you when you said, hey, this is something I'm thinking about, you know, putting out there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't hesitate at all. So we're, we're going to talk more about that in just a couple of minutes. But, Steve, let's okay. let's rewind yeah. a decade or two and uh, <laughs> maybe share if you if you care to go that far back um but yeah. let's rewind a couple of decades and talk about your journey from mm -hmm. when you first began um as and i know this piece so i'll steal this from you uh as an elementary art teacher to yeah stand tall steve and what you are doing now yeah definitely I, yeah, I started off as an art teacher. Now, for those who, you know, are listening, who can't see me or don't know anything about me, I'm, I'm a big guy. That's why I'm called Stan Tall Steve. I'm tall. I'm six foot seven, six foot seven, African-American guy, bald head, look like a ball player. And I taught pre-K to third grade art, which is not something that you see that often. Uh, but I loved it, man. It was I always say teaching art is like an elementary is like throwing a party every 40 minutes. It's, you know, the kids come in, you go nuts, you pack it up, they leave. The next one, come in, you go nuts, pack it up, you leave. So that's what I did for ooh, about six, seven years. Uh, moved on to be a supervisor of vision performing arts. Got my first assistant principalship at a middle school, C.W. Lewis Middle School. Go Indians. Um, and got my first principalship. Uh, at an elementary school, was there for four four years, moved to an upper elementary school in the same district for a year. Then I got another upper elementary school and that's where I was for a majority of my principalship. I was there for eight years. And in doing that, uh, while I became an administrator, specifically as a building principal, I really got into the art of public speaking. I've, you know, I'm one of those kids, I had never had a problem getting in front of people to talk. I, I didn't bother me. My father is a minister. And when you're a preacher's kid, you get put in front of people to talk all the time. So I never had <laughs> yeah. an issue with it. And I, I I'd went to a conference, a Jocelyn's Renaissance Conference, and I saw a speaker at the end of the conference. And I kept thinking, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. And so I went to him afterwards. I asked him how he did it. He, he literally took me under his wing a little bit. Um, it taught me some things about the world of speaking. I got connected with NSA, National Speakers Association, 
started learning about speaking and training and, and, and all those pieces to it and what it would all really entail. And so I've been speaking professionally for about 15 years on the side, you know, side hustle. I was still a building principal. I was still an administrator and, you know, juggling it when I got a chance to get out there and get paid to do what I could and everything like that. But through that thread of speaking and uh, learning through NSA, I learned a lot about corporate speaking, not so much the uh, educational speaking which is different. So there was some juggling. I made some mistakes and stuff. But eventually, uh, after I was at a certain uh, location, I was a superintendent. I, I was leaving there. And I'm thinking, you know what? Now's the time to do this. If I'm going to do it, let's do it. And I did. Uh, I, left a, I left that position in March. Nobody's hiring superintendents in March. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's do it. And I, I did. And I have not looked back, man. And now this is what I do. I speak all over the world. Uh, on three things, climate culture, leadership development, idea development. That is what I, I, I focus uh, heavily on. Uh, uh, can I do curriculum? Yes, I don't want to. Can I do instructional strategies? Yes, I don't want to. Can I do data? Yes, don't want to. Culture, climate, leadership development, idea development. So that's where I am, man. That's the story. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. There's like six things in there I want to chase, but I actually just want to just go right at what you just finished with. Um, you know, yeah. I mentioned it at the very top, and I know this happens to you all the time. I have people who will stop me after an event or something like that, or just reach out and say, hey, how do I get started? You know, how, you know, mm -hmm. can you coach me? Can you support me? Whatever the case may be. Um, what advice do you have? And, and I want to go right at something you just said. Culture, climate, leadership development, idea development, period. Mm -hmm. Can you do the other things? Yeah. Yes. Do you want to? No. I think no. this is something uh, this folks, if, if you're interested at all in getting into this type of work, here, here's the first absolute gem that Steve just dropped yep. for you. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, for me, it's it's all about culture, climate. It's all about leadership and it's all about leadership development. So um, mm -hmm. the idea development piece isn't really one of mine. I mean, obviously you wrote the book, Ideas, Ideas, Ideas. Mm -hmm. So clearly that's that's you. Mm -hmm. But I think the more niche, yeah. the better in the work. But I think a lot of people don't understand that. They think they have to say yes to everything. And by mm -hmm. saying yes to everything, they're kind of saying no to the stuff they should be actually yeah, saying you, yes you water down your expertise. One of the things, if you want to be known as an expert in education, what is your area of, of being known and expert in education? And it's not so much even about being known. It's 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 tuning your craft, tuning your 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 understanding. I was speaking with someone uh, ooh, a couple weeks ago, I guess it was on the phone about what they speak on. And they're thinking about getting into educational speaking. Oh, well, I was a special ed teacher for years and I did ESL as well. And, you know, I got those instructional strategies and I've been on the curriculum team. And I'm like, well, that's a bunch of different things. Which one? And so when you're going out and you're looking for places to speak to schools, organizations and things such as that, you go in and say, I'm this guy. I'm this lady. I'm on this. And then you, you study those things. You learn those things. You develop those things. So therefore that you are the person in that space uh, to really provide that value at that higher level. So you're absolutely right. That, that, I'm, I'm dead serious. I, what I, Culture, climate, leadership development, idea development. Now, here's the funny thing. Here's the thing. Now, Darren even brought this up, and I'll point this out. 
Darren and I speak on the same thing. We both speak on culture, climate, and leadership de development, right? I do the ideas development as well. There's more than enough work for both of us. We're not competitors at all. So, you know, keep that in mind as well, you know? Yeah, I think that's huge right there. Um, and I think mm -hmm. sometimes most people in the space get it. There are a few who, who maybe get their nose a little bit out of joint over it, and <laughs> so be it. But right. um, mm -hmm. the truth is, yes, there's more than enough work for everybody out there. And I don't look at anybody as competition. I, I look at, you know, the other people in the space who speak in the same space that I do as inspiration. Like, man, I love how they did this, or what an incredible idea that was. Or, you know, hey, that's something that, you know, I want to shout them out. I want to, you know, write a blog post about what they just talked about. Because if you truly are passionate about the thing that you speak about, you know, for me, oh my gosh, the leadership and the culture and climate, man, I'm so passionate about it. If I hear somebody else pass on a gym, I want to make sure everybody heard it. I mean, that's why my right. podcast exists, right? I mean, it's, mm. you know, it's not to hear myself talk. I can do that in the car. You know, it's, yeah. it's really about, let's really share as many great ideas in, you know, in leadership as possible. So I think, I think that's a really important thing. And I'm glad that you, that you kind of accentuated that a little bit more. Let, let's, let's do this though. Um, I want to come back to the speaking stuff in a minute, but I want to lean a little bit into our leaders uh, for just a little bit of, I don't know, something to kind of lift them up, kind of get them charged. Um, this is going to be uh, an episode that's going to drop in, um, I think, early December of 2023. So they're going to be just coming back from their, you know, their holiday, their Thanksgiving break, getting ready for their holiday break. I know mm -hmm. you spend a lot of time speaking in schools and mm -hmm. you do a lot of work to get people fired up. What's a message that you might be sharing right now for for our leaders, for our educators, in, just in this like three week interim period? You know, how do we right. not get lost? Yeah, because it's, it's easy to get lost. One of the things that I enjoy, and it's not even enjoy, it just makes sense. Because part of what a leader needs to do is not only do you need to make some good decisions and blah, all those things, you need to inspire, right? You need to gather people around a common understanding or whatever. So within these next three weeks or so, pick a word, pick a word, pick a theme, pick an idea, pick a concept, and even if your school already has a theme, let's say you pick the theme for the year, pick a three-week theme, right? Zone in, focus in, enjoy the journey, um, connection, 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 um, uh, rise up. I mean, pick something that's going to ride for those three, three, these three weeks and use that theme as a way to keep everyone focused through this little time until we get to the winter break. Right. If you want to make something seasonal, fine, pick something seasonal. But whatever it is that you choose to pick to be the theme to move things forward for these three weeks, talk about it often. You know, you do your morning announcements, even if the students are doing it, throw in that little theme. Hey, we, we, until we get to winter break, you know, keep rising up, you know, finish strong, knock it out, get directed, whatever it might be, use that. And then when you see kids in the school, you see teachers or whatever like that, they're doing something that relates to that theme or that focus, point them out, shout them out. Hey, that's right, rising up, we're almost ready to, yeah, because here's the other thing. A lot of times, what do educators do? We, we do this before the winter break and we do this at the end of the year. A lot of teachers, they have a what? A countdown. 
They count down the days right. to the break, count down the days to the end of school. I, I hate the countdown because the countdown makes the, oh, we can't wait to get out of here. Why would you? And I get it. School might be tough. Yes, you do want to have a spring, a summer break. Yes, you do want to have a winter break. But as much as you say a countdown is fun, it is a negative connotation. So why not put a positive understanding to that time? So before the winter break, let's have some positive words and focus in what we're going to do. Before summer break, you have the last three weeks before summer break. Pick a theme, pick an idea and grab that and roll with it. That's my thing to do as opposed to a countdown. I, I can't. I just can't with the countdowns. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It's, you know, if, if anything, maybe it, you know, like flip it on its ear and make it a count up, right? So like if we count have 15 up. class periods left, right? Like if I have 15 mm. days before winter break with my first period class, guys, we got 15 hours to knock this out. We got 15 hours yes. to rise up. We've got 15 hours to whatever, mm -hmm. fill in the blank, right? But yes. yeah, it, it, it's like so many other things, right? I mean, it's your perspective and the way you approach it, the way that you choose to show up each and every day, man, that mm -hmm. makes such a difference. And yeah, if you show up as the person who's just dropped, you know, drawing the red X's on the calendar with, oh, thank goodness, we got that. Only two more Mondays to go, Steve. Only two yeah, more Mondays, right? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, yeah, you got to change your mindset, you know, and and you know that you're right. That 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 that's a much better way of thinking about it. It's like, what are we going to do? You want to end great. Before you leave for winter break, you want to feel like you did something. You maximized your learning. You maximized your instruction. You maximized your leadership. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Don't back into the driveway, man. Hit it, hit it at full steam. Let's go. Let's get it done. <laughs> so it. so you, you, you kind of touched on something else, and, and this was actually a conversation that I had with uh, one of the principals and, and actually their leadership team that I work with mm -hmm. here recently. They were talking about how a challenge they're dealing with, I actually just wrote a blog post on it here recently, they're dealing with this challenge of what they perceive as maybe a lack of professionalism. And I, mm. what I see, I don't think, honestly, first off, I'll just preface by saying, I don't think this is a lack of professionalism. I think there are some mm. generational changes that are happening uh, in, in the mm -hmm. workplace across the board. You know, you and I both have uh, both mm -hmm. have kids that are, you know, of that age of, you know, college or just post-college, like, you know, like my daughter is, um, their generation is a little bit different. And, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe, maybe the way that our current generation, our youngest generation of teachers, Katie Kinder would call the baby teachers, um, how mm -hmm. they show up into the space is a little bit different than perhaps when you and I started as teachers, mm -hmm let's just say more than a few years ago a few years ago yeah my, yeah. yeah my my question here is is kind of maybe too layered you know first with uh, just as a leadership coach because that's also something that you do uh, quite well and quite quite often are mm -hmm. you seeing that same challenge or hearing that from other leaders and if so i think the answer is going to be yes what mm -hmm. what are you talking to them about with how to work with honestly, a different generation of educators. Yeah, it, it, it is different. And I don't think they're showing up slightly different. They're showing up massively different than us. And you have to keep in mind, and this is another thing that I talked to, the, to a lot of my uh, seasoned educators about, is a good choice of when we were coming up, yeah, I like the seasoned, we're seasoned, salt and pepper, right? 
So when we were coming through and coming up through the ranks, the information that we got about the profession that we had was through maybe a news article, magazine post, and other educators. So that informed our thinking. These newer educators that are coming up, they are getting inundated with information about the, the, the profession a lot through social media and it's quick. And this information that they're getting is from others who are their own age. And the one thing that is very different from our generation, boy, that sounds old, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> from us yeah. as opposed to <laughs> others is, I feel a difference between efficiency and effectiveness. The, the, the younger generation loves efficiency. They love it to be efficient, quick, fast, let's get it done. I got this because they live in a world of efficiency. Things happen quickly for them. The quality that they see on the back end, it can be adjusted. We're all right. They want good stuff. They do. But for our perspective, our seasoned educators, they want effectiveness. They want, we want to see the quality of it. I don't care how long it takes. We just want to get it. We want good outcomes. So there's a little difference of balance there. Also, the information that the younger generation is getting through social media and other areas is the value of their own life, meaning that their work-life balance. I need to be comfortable. I need to have my time for me. I need to, so when they're coming to school and they're coming to work, they are there and they're doing it, but keep in mind my comfort, let understand my time, and I'm not saying this in a negative thing. Please, anybody who's out there who's listening, I'm not saying this in a negative thing, in a negative way. I'm saying it, it's just a different way of thinking. So in going back to your original questions, how would I talk to the administration or the leaders about this is to one, make them aware. And I'm making them aware not to have them complain because that's what they'll do. Well, then that's not, a, no. You just have to understand where they're coming from. So when you're having these conversations with them about what it is that they want to have, what it is that they want to do, as is drop in their information about how efficient the decisions you're making lends to them. They love efficiency. Drop into them the importance of, you know, re uh, respecting their time and their, and, and, and their work-life balance. Those are important to them. You still push what it is that you want. You explain what it is that you want. You set criteria and expectations but you have to make sure that you are showcasing to them efficiency and work-life balance to that generation. That's what I found. Does that make sense? I, I think that's a huge point. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Knock yeah. that one out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think that's such a huge point too, because mm -hmm. as leaders, maybe more now than ever, the approach that each individual leader has has to be so, I guess, flexible and maybe that's not quite the right word but mm -hmm. we do need to be so much more in tuned to the individual staffaulty member staff plus faculty remember folks staffaulty yeah uh, it's so important that that we're dialed into the individual it used to be i mean if you think back to when you were that pre-k three art teacher when i was yeah. a middle school physical science teacher way back at the beginning and may, maybe your first principle was amazing mine was but the style of leadership was much more focused on whole group manage 
you know, keep things moving forward, that type mm -hmm. of thing where now I think as leaders, that time you spend in the classroom when kids aren't there is maybe more important as the time that you spend in the classroom when kids are there, meaning specifically mm -hmm. the relationship mm -hmm. piece with every single oh, adult that huge. you work with is critical. It, it is it's outrageously critical. It's interesting. I just did a recording yesterday for my podcast, and we did a two-part series uh, on integrity and influence. And specifically looking at influence, the one I, I recorded yesterday, we that's what leadership is. Leadership is all about influence. You can't make anyone do anything, but you can maximize your influence. And the number one way to maximize your influence as a leader is through what you said, relationship building. You have to develop these relationships. Whereas before I was a leader, you were going based off of credential, right? This is the position. This is what I do in a position. It was more manager based and leadership based. And you just did what you said, because this is what it was supposed to do. I was compliant over commitment. Whereas now, it needs to be relationship-based. My, my credentials only go so far. Do you know me? Do you understand me? Do you get my understanding of who I am? Younger generation, that's, that's key to them. And then through that relationship, make sure it's a positive relationship. And you have a positive relationship over time, that increases your integrity. And when you have a higher level of integrity, your leadership flows a lot better. It's, it's a formula, really. It really is. It all connects together. It really does. It's just, it's just so what should be common sense, but doesn't always oh, seem to become common sense. Yeah, don't practice, get me started on common right? sense. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know, I don't want to yeah, pull that string. Common sense isn't we'll common be, anymore, yeah. but I hear you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, if we chase that too long, this is going to become like a three-part episode. We'll have to just break know, this into <laughs> chunks, right? Um, but, but in all seriousness, right, that, that's one of those things that, you know, I talk with leaders about this all the time. This is, I think, the number one reason why clarity to me is the most important thing in leadership. We get so bogged down in so many of the, just all the stuff, right? All that, just the muck of being a leader. And I got to do this and I've got this paperwork and these evaluations and I got this angry parent and I've got this and I've got this and I've got this, that leaders lose sight of what really truly matters. So, you know, I mean, for me, it's like pulling them up on the balcony and saying, okay, let's catch our breath. What do you really care about? And relationships has to be a piece of that in order for a leader right now to be effective. If, if you can't build relationships, man, you, you can't be a leader right now. Yeah, it, it, well, if you could be, you could be a leader, but not a very good one. You, you'd be That's a true. boss, you know, you're, you're yeah. barking things at people and we know what those are like. There are those that are out there. They have a preconceived notion of what the leader is, the school leader is. They're filling that role and they're not thinking beyond that. And, you know, they, they think, oh, things are going great. Are they, though? You know, everyone's being compliant. They're not being committed. There's a whole difference between the two. You want to be a, a leader that everybody's just compliant and just doing what exactly supposed to be done. I don't know about you, but I've seen just like you. You've seen hundreds of different schools. I've yet to see any school be outrageously successful just being compliant. Right. Just being compliant. You got to have people who are committed. How do you get people committed? Relationship, right? They may be committed to their class because those teachers have relationships with their students and all. But as a leader, do you want that relationship, that high level of integrity? It connects to developing the, the commitment to the vision, the expectations, the goals and things that you have, man. Yeah. 
Right, absolutely. Yeah, people aren't going to buy into what you're selling if if you want to use that analogy, if yeah, if right. they don't believe in you. Uh, that's exactly. You know, I mean, that gets back to that that old quote, and I don't know that I necessarily love this quote, but it does kind of connect a little bit here that people don't quit jobs; they quit bad bosses. Um, yeah, they do. And yeah. to an extent, mm-hmm. I believe that is true. However, mm-hmm. back to mm-hmm. back to this current young generation that that has started to come into our schools, it's not necessarily that you know i mean they may work for the best best principal ever and still move on and a lot of that just has to do with with their generation and with what the things are that they value um, I, I don't i don't know that i've been in a school recently that was loaded with people who have been in the building for 25 or 30 years almost everybody oh, okay. has a big swath of teachers that are either, you know, first year, somewhere in the, like for one to seven years. One to, you know, I was ready to say, one in to the seven. actual school, right? right in that, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right in that sweet spot. Yeah. Every now and then you get, oh yeah, I've been here for 17 years. Oh, who, who's that? Really? Oh, yeah. wow. You know, you get one or two. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. The vet on the her. staff. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the, oh, wow. Look at her walk. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. right. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's got the best parking space and, and all that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so so let's bounce over to uh, to this uh, topic again of educators who want to speak professionally. I mean, I, I, I kicked off this conversation with this, and um, again, we we could go for man, we could go for hours having this conversation just about the leadership stuff specific. Right. But I do know that there are a number of people, a, a large number of people, who tune in who at least have a little bit of that interest because they've reached out to me and said, you know, hey, I'm thinking I might want to do a book, or I think I'd love mm-hmm. to. Speak in the space you know what what are some things I could do to get started now folks I'll tell you this um, again I mentioned it at the very beginning but getting involved and in within our ranks was a game-changer for me you know, number one I had I'll use your word a seasoned veteran who had been there and done that and could tell me hey you know here's a strategy that that might work here's one that worked great for me. Here's something that absolutely got nothing for me. I got no traction from it. Uh, but also, because of your work, Steve, with National Speaker Association, so much of that knowledge from outside of the educational speaker space, I, I think, really brought a lot of value to that group and helped each of us in that group um, you know, move forward in our, in our own unique way. Talk a little bit about just kind of the the, I don't know, that, that thing behind doing within our ranks. I mean, here, here you are yeah. out doing your thing, you're crushing it, you're, you're on everybody's keynote list, and yet you're the guy reaching back over the mountain, to quote my buddy Kip Schubert, and you know, helping others come over that mountain with you. So talk a little bit about within our ranks. Yeah, within our ranks, it, it came about for, for two reasons. This is the one thing. I mean, you, you know, the one part of it all is that people have come to me and they're like, hey, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? And an educator and as a speaker, you want to help people. You want to help people. You're like, hey, I can help you do this. So that's the first reason why I developed this to begin with. The second reason why is because like you, like many of our listeners, maybe even have been in education for a while. You sat in professional development. When you hear we're having a PD, what do most educators do? Oh, God, oh, here we go. Oh, do I have any personal days? It's just, exactly. even though they know it's professional development for you to be better, 
in education, professional development is expected to be bad. It is. It, it's, it's either it's good content, boring speaker, or entertaining, exciting speaker, so-so content, or a, a semi-good speaker only talks about theory. It's like you can never get the trifecta of entertaining, good content, awesome theory, followed up by data. I mean, that's what we want. So the reason for within our ranks is not only one, to help educators who want to speak, train, and consult professionally learn the process. The other side of this is to improve the world of professional development and education. It can be better. There are some people out there that have phenomenal knowledge, great understandings. They need the skills and the strategies to present it well so that you can influence others to act. That's the whole point of influence, right? That's the whole point of what we're doing. And the number one thing I always say in, in, in speaking, our number one job is to solve problems, right? It's not to speak, it's not to train, it's not to consult. Our number one thing we do is solve problems. So I want to, who within our ranks, allow that opportunity to happen. So that's my reasoning. And so before, when you came into it, I, I created cohorts, right? we had a cohort. We met throughout the year virtually and you know we, we connected, we, I trained and everything. So we've switched things up now where it is going to be, we're having a within our ranks summit. Uh, we're actually, we're eventually we're gonna change it to a retreat, but we're calling it right now the within our ranks summit. It's uh, January 19th, 20th and 21st, half day Friday, all day Saturday, half day Sunday. That way you can get back to wherever you need to go. It's in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's training for educators who want to speak professionally. We will get you going. We will, I man, you're gonna get it all. You, you'll get it all, we're gonna have it all. The only caveat is you have to have at least 10 years of ex teaching experience or instructional or, or being in a school, all right? Nothing against my younger teachers, love you. I, I, I'm working with people 10 years plus. So there you go, that's it. That's what it, that's within our ranks, man. And you know it. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it because you know, for me, it was it was the opportunity to understand the backside of the business. I mean, it's one thing yeah. to mm -hmm. you know to be able to to build a speech, and you know, certainly, you know, I learned from you, you know, kind of your note card theory. We don't have time to go into the whole note card process, <laughs> but it's just so powerful. It's actually how I wrote my first book. Um, there you I go. Actually, me too. Pulling the note cards now, I'm starting on another book right now, and it'll be yeah. note cards on the wall again. But it yeah. wasn't just about how do you build a speech? How do you put together quality professional development? All of that was there. Man, it was the all the stuff behind the scenes. I think this is where so many people yeah. who strike out on their own, they say, hey, I'm gonna do this just like you did, just like I did you know, two and a half years ago. But if they don't have that fundamental understanding, you know, like that that basis of how do you run the business side? How do you how do you get leads? I mean, if you jump out and just think, hey, I'll throw a few things on social media and they'll come calling, the answer is no, they will not. <laughs> You're not gonna do this very long, right? <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. You, you better keep the resume warm if that's what you yeah. think your strategy will be. Uh, learning that that whole process to me um, I, I think that's why we were able to, when we set out, you know, mm -hmm. going from side hustle to full-time entrepreneur, you know, we were able to be successful at Rodas and because we learned 
so much mm-hmm. of that. Talk just a little yeah. bit about kind of that behind the curtain, behind the scene work, that that concept yeah. of working on your business, not working in your business. Yeah, it, it's that is the, the the main piece of all of this because everybody has a passion, right? You want to get out and talk. You want to say that. I've even had people come and say, I will just speak for free. I just want to say these things. And I'm like, no. You, <laughs> but that back end was a piece of it is, is like you need to know how to find people to speak to, how to continue to get to build your brand. What is your brand? What is it that you talk about? How do you continue to develop those relationships with those people? How to develop new relationships? Where to find them? How to even get into a school? Because we know from our schools are the hardest places in the world to get into. Oh my goodness, you know, they got gatekeeper upon gatekeeper upon gatekeeper preventing you from talking to the person who makes the decisions. But there's ways that you can work with that. Connect with people. Build yourself up. Social media is a tiny little, tiny little, tiny little piece to the whole overall thing. And that is something I do. I, I talk about in detail. Think about this behind the scenes. This is all the stuff that needs to happen when you're not on stage. Like if you look at my social media and I'm 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 everywhere. You know, you, you look at my social media, it looks like Steve is the man. He is all you have no clue what's going on behind the scenes. You know, the work that needs to be done. Uh, perfect example, like we're coming into December. I take off the month of December. Like I do not travel in December at all. I'm working on the business or in the business rather. I'm in it. I am in it. There's things that I'm developing. I'm setting things up. I'm realigning. I'm creating. I'm, I'm making contacts. I'm doing all these other things so that when I then go back out, yes, I'm doing behind the scenes, but all that stuff is being set up beforehand so yeah i'm doing all of that within within our ranks <laughs> within our ranks there you go oh, i love it yes. so much man yeah that's another topic that we could just go on uh forever yeah. and ever and ever i do really quick though uh you know over your left shoulder um folks if, if you watch the video of this or you see the the screenshot that that i'll share when when we have this out you'll see three books uh, up there by by Steve. Ideas, 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 I know was your first book. Mm-hmm. Stand Tall Leadership uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and then right. you've got the brand new book. Talk really quick about that. Yeah, the brand new book. Um, this is a collaboration with me and a good friend, Tina Dietrich. Tina Dietrich on the back of there for those who can see it right there. It is the 10 minute classroom openers. So very similar to Ideas, 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 which Ideas, Ideas, Ideas book is a plethora of ideas for climate and culture within your school that you can improve climate and culture. This one is a plethora of ideas for in your classroom to open up a classroom, to make uh, relationships, to develop relationships. And these, it's so easy. The whole purpose of this is simply open it up. Like they're broken up by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, truthful Tuesday. Being truthful is important. Just simply read it. You know, and then you, you ask the question. If you see someone with an outfit or sneakers you don't like, should you tell them or keep it to yourself and have a discussion with the kids? You know, if you see someone who make a mistake that could harm them, do you mind your business or stop them? These are just, and then there's other things that are goofy things. Everybody pat your head and rub your tummy. I mean, there's, it's simple and easy. I, I, I love it. We heard I put this together. Um, yeah, check it out. It's on Amazon, or you can get it from our publisher, Youth <clears throat> Youth Light Publishing. That's the other one. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And and Tina Dietrich also, you know, like like Steve, like myself, uh, a fellow Jocelyn's Renaissance Hall of Famer, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal counselor, uh, wonderful human being. Um, I'll make sure we drop links in the show notes for all of Steve's books. Uh, definitely we'll get the within our rank stuff in there. Really quick, Steve, how do people get in touch with you? Because I know they're going to want to get in touch with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Stand Tall Steve everything. I mean, literally. You can StandTallSteve.com. Uh, Steven, S-T-E-V-E-N, at StandTallSteve.com is the email. Instagram, StandTallSteve. Ta- uh, TikTok, StandTallSteve. Uh, Facebook, StandTallSteve. So the only one that's not is, Insta, uh, is LinkedIn. That's Steven Bowler for LinkedIn. Um, but for within our ranks, you literally type in withinourranks.com within our ranks.com it takes you there it gives you information about uh what we're doing if you have any interest whatsoever in speaking training or consulting whether you want it as a full-time gig or just keep it on the side because remember i did this for 15 years on the side i can help make that happen for you uh so just go to within our ranks.com and we can uh, and reach out to me we can make something happen all right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Steve, it's the uh, it's that point in the show uh, where I ask the same question I ask everybody here on the show. Okay. This is the Leaning Into Leadership podcast, Steve. So, mm. how are you leaning into leadership right now? Ooh, how am I leading in, leaning into leadership? I am actually. <laughs> there's two different things I'm doing. One is my summit, my uh, within our ranks summit. I want to help lead educators to improve the world of professional development and speaking in education. I want that to happen desperately. Second thing, and this is the first time I've actually even talking about it, is my next book. Um, I'm starting to work on the next, the cards are coming out. <laughs> you know what I mean when I talk about the cards oh, are yeah. coming out. Um, my next book, the, 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 the title I'm developing is The Educator's Guide to Improving Climate and Culture from the school I mean, from the classroom, the school, the district. I mean, it's as clear as day. Educator's Guide to Improving Climate and Culture in the Classroom, Building, District. And I, I want it to be just, you think of climate culture, this is, pick this up. This will tell you what you need to do. Do this. Practical, easy, from whatever level you're talking about. This will help make that happen. So that's what I'm working on. My goal is hopefully this summer it'll be ready for the next school year. That's my goal. Nice. That's outstanding. Go. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so, um, you know, again, we could go on forever, but uh, Steve, I really appreciate you joining me here on the podcast, folks. Everything will be yeah. down in the show notes. Go check out Within Our Ranks. Go check out everything uh, Stand Tall Steve. And definitely make sure you check out the books. Again, those links are in the show notes. Steve Bowler, Stand Tall Steve, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me here on Leaning Into Leadership. Hey, thank you, brother. All right, talk to you soon. All right, again, I just want to say thank you to Steve Bowler for joining me here on Leaning Into Leadership. Such a fantastic conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. But now it's time for a pep talk. Hey, I want to go right back to it. You know, Steve and I talked about it during this episode, and I just think it's so important um, and so worthy of being called back out. So in the pep talk today, I really want to challenge you to do the next four weeks right. Challenge those around you. Demonstrate your leadership by putting together your focus around how can we not count it down, but make it count over the next four weeks. 
You know, Steve gave some great ideas. Give it a theme. Hell, have some kind of a catchphrase for it. And like I talked about too, you know, instead of looking at it as I have 15 class hours left with this group this semester or this calendar year, look at it as, hey, I got 15 hours. What can we accomplish in 15 hours? What can we do? What can we hammer out? What can we knock out? What can we absolutely dominate for the next 15 hours? I mean, the the choice is yours, right? It's all about how you show up. You know, I talk about that here on this podcast all the time, folks. But how you choose to show up makes a huge difference. And in these final four weeks, as you get ready for that holiday break, think about how you're going to choose to show up. Are you going to show up and count it down? Are you going to show up and make it count? Hey, that's what I got for you this week. Thank you so much for joining me here on Leaning Into Leadership. Have a road to awesome week. Thank you for listening to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.